What's up, everybody? This is Aida, founder and CEO of Unlimited, a lifestyle clothing brand designed to inspire you to move and celebrate your body and all that makes you, you. I am joined by co-host Simone McKenna, a fitness and nutrition guru, and Aaron Tennant, life coach and owner of Grow Well Coaching. And you're listening to The Unscripted Podcast by Unlimited. And we are back. I am Aida. I have Aaron here with me and Simone. Hello. 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 And today's a topic, almost kind of like a little continuation from what we talked about last time. Um, we touched on a few different things. Yeah. My yes. Goodness. I want to learn all the things because I'm just from what we spoke about in the last episode, I'm thinking like I may have been there. I'm, I don't think that I am anymore. Okay. But I want to like, I just want to learn. I'm open to this. I'm not sure okay. how much I'm going to bring to this conversation, but I'm here. So like when you say you think you were, but yes. you're not anymore, like what, what do you mean exactly by that? So actually funny you asked me because okay. when we spoke and like what's on my mind now is you and I had a conversation yes. maybe like a month ago. Yep. And we were talking about, you know, friendships mm-hmm. and, you know, without going too much detail, I spoke about when I was in university, I had a really great friend, but she had some hard stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, of which I offered advice or I, you know, was just there for her as a friend. And long story short, at the end of the day, people need to want to help themselves. Absolutely. And you can give so much information, but if they or advice or help or whatever, but if they're not willing to take it on and to make some changes, it's really exhausting. Yeah. So there became a point and I was telling Aida, like where I had to say to her, like, you are a wonderful friend and I will always, always love you. But right now I do need to step away. And it was probably one of the hardest things that I ha- did mm-hmm. at that time. Um, but it was important that I did. Yeah. So for me, like people pleasing, yeah, I think I did, I would bend over backwards for her and I would do a lot of things for her that I wouldn't do for others. And I'm, you know, I was almost like, I hate his word, sucked in, but I was drawn into the drama. Yeah. And it was not serving me. No. And of course, having that conversation was extremely difficult. Yeah. But once I was away, I felt so much lighter you okay. know yeah so i don't know Did and then i also don't like upsetting people like i don't i hate to know that i've upset somebody mm-hmm. whether it was like unintentionally i've said mm-hmm. something and it's been taken the wrong way or it, it wasn't you know so so do you feel like if, if you didn't do something wrong should you feel bad uh like for example um i don't know you were Supposed to do something for someone and something that was out of your control happened, which didn't allow you to help the person, but then that person still needed the help. So it's not your fault that you can help, but at the same time, that person might be upset because you uh, yes, able to help. Just kind of like, mm, uh, maybe I, not the perfect example. I think I'd be, I, I don't like disappointing. So yeah, I think I would be somewhat disappointed or would hope to think I could have, but no, I wouldn't dwell on it. I wouldn't be. Okay. Like, if there's nothing I can do, there's nothing I can do. Right. Like, so, out of your control. Right. Right? Yeah. So, given given that example, then no, I don't think I would. And I'm I'm never backwards in coming forwards. So, like, I am pretty good at voicing 
when I yeah. don't want to do something. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably too much <laughs> at doing that. Like, so like I've got the boundary thing but, done to T. But yeah, communication. I think if you're honest from the start, mm-hmm. then with what you can and can't do or what you do and don't want to do. Yeah. And that's different. Well, that's spot on because people pleasing is essentially, I think, lying. I think it's a kind of, yeah, I think because for me, I think people, this episode could go anywhere right right now. I'm just going to throw it (laughs) out. Listen, this is, this is my thought on it and this is how I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at people pleasing is that you're saying yes to other people before yourself. So I'm looking at it from the viewpoint, the vantage point of, let's say Simone, you're like, Hey, um, can you take me here tomorrow? I, I need a ride. And I'm like, yeah, totally. I want to, I want to help you. And I just realized like, it's, I don't really have the time. It's not good, but like I rush and I do it and I, and I put other things on the back burner. And then even though I didn't really want to do it cause it just didn't work out with my day mm. and I had to, it, it, it just fucked up my schedule. Then I become resentful yeah. and that's not fair to you. Yeah. So I think there have been times like someone asked me, oh, can someone come over? Like we had Rosh Hashanah dinner at our house and my brother said, can so-and-so come? And you know what? I wanted them to come. I, you know, when we celebrate Jewish holidays, it's all about inclusivity and mm-hmm. it's all about having people over and celebrating the holiday and the new year together. But for our family, we're in pandemic mode and mm-hmm. we're trying to keep our circle safe and and that's the way we're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to say, I'm so sorry. We are uncomfortable with anyone outside of our circle mm-hmm. coming into our home. However, I am more than happy to make him a plate of food. Yeah. And he's yes. like, wow, I think that might be better because I don't even think he would want to come. Mm-hmm. So instead of offering something that I didn't truly want to say yes to for whatever reason, because yeah. I was uncomfortable or it wasn't, it was going to upset someone in my home, whatever the reason is. I was true and honest, but yet offered an alternative solution of kindness. And I think that's how you should approach it. As a recovering people pleaser who would have said yes, Mm -hmm. then been miserable and anxious that someone was in my house and I wasn't 100% comfortable and then they had a terrible experience or I'm worried that they're having a terrible... It's no fun. It's Mm -hmm. it's, It's not worth the aggravation. Right. So I think it's okay to speak your truth. Mm hmm and have mm-hmm. those healthy boundaries for yourself, not other people, but for boundaries. yourself. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. No, and I love that. And, and you giving that example does remind me of a situation where I do get my, like I do overcommit sometimes to other people, but I also think I want to say no to protect myself. So me saying yes, because I don't want to let my friend down, for example, and having to, I, I led like a mastermind in a group of other coaches who are far more advanced than me in this business. And I took it because she couldn't and I didn't want, you know, her to look like a fool not showing up. So I did it for an hour and it was the best. Like I left like pumped up, like I'm a baby rock star. The whole day though, I was like mad at myself. I was mad at her for not being able to do it and then not giving me time to prepare. And then I wasn't sure. And then I spent my whole day like preparing for something that was only going to take me half an hour to actually present. Mm -hmm. But that was a fear thing. So that wasn't, I don't think that was... People pleasing. It was more like protecting myself. Yes. Was my initial. Yes. I like that. So I don't. Yeah. So I'm just. Interesting angle. Okay. 
I, hmm. I, I still am not convinced you're a people pleaser. No, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, am. I don't think we're trying to plead the case that you are. But like, at the same time, like, the I'm still, so yeah. guilty. We need a we need a gavel. No, I rules are not a people sorry. pleaser. No. Guilty verdict. Yeah, right. But as a covering, a recovering people pleaser, I think one thing it's important to know is too. I think there's something to be said about people pleasers. We also do it for like control. And I don't know if you noticed this, but before I've kind of gone on this journey of self-reflection and thought and emotional management, the idea that we have expectations of how other people are supposed to live their lives, mm-hmm. I think kind of go hand in hand with it Ooh. a little bit about mm-hmm. it because we say yes to things and we do things out of expectation for ourselves and other people. Does that make sense? Like we have, we have manuals. So if like we agree with what they're saying, even though we don't want to do it, we, we do. I might be going real deep right now, no, no, no. but I'm I, just, I, I think there's a tie there. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure what it is, Yeah. but I think there's a personality trait that kind of tie into when you're a people pleaser and the expectations, like do you, I feel like you have no expectations of anyone but yourself. Huh. Like of people in general. And I don't mean no, but I feel like you, that doesn't, that's not in the forefront of your thinking of your day. I think it's like for Simone and not in a narcissist or rude way. I'm saying in a way that, so you can show up in your intentional life, what I aspire to be like putting myself first in a healthy way Mm -hmm. without pushing people down. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like you can elevate yourself to the stage without messing with other people. And I, and I aspire to be like that like you but I think there's something to be said with people pleasers we have expectations yeah it, it kind of goes hand in hand it's a control the, thing the more I think about it I, I, I think I think you're onto something because I, I feel I feel that when I was a lot more of a people pleaser yes I had I did have expectations it's like, like a cycle like, together they go hand in hand for some reason if I'm gonna do this that I don't want to do, I'm expecting you. Then to, you should do that. You should do that. And why aren't you doing that? It's yes. like you. And you, then resentment comes yes. out. Yes. And it's like you yes. get in this cycle of like, well, they shouldn't be doing this and they shouldn't be doing that because you shouldn't fucking be doing that. Because you it's made like, me do this. And yeah. So. And if you just had <laughs> said yeah, no and or yes and mm. just had been honest, mm-hmm. then you're not living in this lie of expectations for yourself or other people. Right. And like I say, you made me do this, but like no, no one, one made me. You're an yeah, adult. Exactly. You, you chose to do this. I yeah. mean, you thought that that was the right thing to do because maybe you wanted to avoid certain emotions. Yes, you were worried about situations. hurting someone's feelings. You yes. were worried about getting in a fight with someone. You would worry that your best friend might never call you again and you would no longer have your best friend. Like yeah. whatever it may be, it's like you can't control what other people do and how they do it. And yep. you can't control what they think and how they feel. And the sooner we all recognize it, mm-hmm. it's like we can calm the fuck down a little bit. Yes. Except for Simone. She's super calm. Oh my gosh. Like, really? When no, yeah. And, yeah. And I love that. Guys, yeah. I don't think You're that very all, like my husband is very calm. Like Scott is Now we got to so get, calm. if she's like and praising like, him and oh. we're praising her, like I want to see this Buddha. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, like, but we can rub his tummy. No. <laughs> uh, listen, thank you for the offer. I'm going to politely decline. Um, I was like, well, I'm on the fence. Let me, I got a journal about that later. 
Yeah, I don't know. I know. I've never been called calm, and I'm I'm loving it. I feel like now I have a new aura. I'm just gonna be like, you're you're calm in an assertive way, if that makes sense. You're poised, confident. Thanks, guys. Poised. Like I see you. Poised was good. The very first time, first time I talked to you, you were very composed and poised. Huh. And so, like, but you have your shit together. But do you? But do you? <laughs> no, I need my own. All right. <laughs> listen, it's thank you, thank you for yeah. that compliment. I will take that because Absolutely. normally, you know, and thank you for taking. Are hard to oh, it's hard. Take. To, they're hard yep. to take. But so I think that that yeah. again, it's like we have this idea and thought about you, and you have a completely Isn't idea that so funny? and right. thought about yeah. yourself. So when you hear your own thoughts. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't really yes. matter. And uh-huh. even if I had a negative thought about you, it doesn't fucking right. matter. Yeah. It's in my yeah. brain. Yep. It's gonna yes. it's gonna be replaced with another thought of like, oh, there's a bird outside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it is literally gonna be in and out in two seconds. I'm not gonna lie, I actually thought you saw a bird outside. <laughs> I am looking at a window and I was like, what what's the first thing you might see? A bird. But no. Maybe I have an imagination. I mean, imaginary friend, a bird. <laughs> You never know. Oh, no, that's okay. powerful. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's yeah, labeling it something or just feeling something or not even really knowing. You know yeah. what you. We tend to overthink shit to a point of a broken record. It's, yeah. it's not that serious. And when we tell ourselves, we start to believe. Yeah, absolutely. And and you create a thought, and your brain is a machine, and it'll rethink it and rethink it and yeah. rethink it and it comes better and better and it gets louder and louder till you believe it's truth yes mm-hmm. and and even with that yes. sorry go, go no ahead. no you go ahead i was gonna say even with that like it's it's something that we start to believe because again we we're now on autopilot because um we we have a sense of um oh my gosh i, I did this for this person all that i didn't want to do but they're happy they're excited all right, I have to continue doing that because then I'm feeding this. You need. teach people how to treat you. Yes. And those same people. <laughs> I had that moment in therapy and I was like, well, listen, that was a moment in therapy when my, my therapist was like, you teach people how to treat you. I yes. was like, what the fuck did you just say? And I was like, the light bulb went on. I was like, I've been doing this so fucking ass backwards. Yes. And when you have to unteach people, it's not oh, fun. It's not It's fun. hard. Because they're like. Well, that's not you. And it's and it's and, it, and at the end of the day, it's me. not fair to them when you've right. been people pleasing and lying. You are not. It's not fair to them. And I feel terrible. I do carry some guilt in certain relationships where I wasn't a hundred percent honest because I didn't even know. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a conscious thing. I just wasn't living that conscious life, so I didn't even know. Yeah. And then when I tuned in, I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. So and. If we're running short on time, let me know. But, like, how did you correct or how did you pull yourself away from saying yes or no or whatever the situation was? Like, you said you were recovering people pleaser. Like, yeah. can you think of yes. perhaps something that you're willing to yeah. share? Oh, yeah. You know me. I'm a mouthful <laughs> of diarrhea. It's coming out, folks. I just had <laughs> imaginary bird. Like, well, I think, again, this ties into our why. Yeah. You know, and for anyone who knows me on a personal level, I think I've shared with you on a deeper level, uh, Aida, and I think I've mentioned it, I lost a child in my womb very late in a pregnancy and it was very unexpected. And I think when you lose a child so unexpectedly in your body, when it is responsible to take care of your child, that is on a complex level. 
and it opens the door to possibilities of life. So I believe if it can open up a possibility of darkness, yeah. well, light can come from that too. Because I believe you need, I believe in the spectrum of there's so many grays. There's, there's the blackest of the black, the whitest of the white, and in there, there's just so many shades. So if you've created a shade of darkness, there is a shade of lightness to match it. Yeah. And that's always been my approach to life is like when you are presented with darkness, where's the lightness? Where's that point of lightness? And it might take you a minute to get there. It might take you eternity, but that is the direction you go. You do yeah. not go towards the darkness. Mm -hmm. That is no fun. Mm -hmm. And you might go a little to the light and then you might go to a little of the dark, but you keep always going to Such the light yeah. and you, and that is your intention. So my therapist at the time when I lost him and I was grieving and I was going through it and um, there was a lot of physical trauma from that as well. But with the mental and emotional and physical trauma with it, she's, you know, we talked about the grieving and everything. And she said to me, how do you want to pay tribute to him? Do you want to have a plant? Do you want to do plant a tree? Like, do you want to have something? Do you want to pay tribute to him? And I said, yeah, that sounds nice, but like, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. And like through just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't live in this darkness. It's not fair to my children. It's not fair to my husband. It's not fair to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair to my son that should be here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to the light. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know why, but I'm going that way. And I just, through going to the light, I realized for me, the way I pay tribute to him is being an example. Oh my yes. God, don't cry. I love it. No, I, just, I mean, I see Simone's beautiful blue no, eyes here. I just the wanted to say, like, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and then, like, sorry. for anybody who's listening who is either going through this or has been through this, like, just, I want you to know that I just hold you in my heart, like, all the time. Yeah, and you're not alone. Like, it's yeah, a very low, like, like yeah. trauma is very isolating and you feel yeah. very alone, and that perpetuates the cycle. So, if you yeah. can just say, I'm going to go towards the light. I'm going to get there. I just, I have faith, maybe going to talk to a therapist, yeah. maybe talking to a friend, getting a coach, f taking care of yourself through your pain is the best way to heal. You're amazing. And yeah. to do that, you have to be conscious and aware and you have to look at the darkness to want to go away from it. If yep. you just, yeah. and, and I did a year before I remember losing him. I had in the moment I was standing there with my husband and they pronounced him dead because they had to do all this additional testing and we knew we were going to have to deliver him and everything. I lost it. And I was like hyperventilating oh, and I just, it was crazy. And I, I told my husband, I'm not going to be able to get through this. And he's like, yes, you will. Yeah. Just, you will, you will. You don't know how, you mm -hmm. don't know. No one knows what's, yeah. but you will. Yes. And I know that I know that about you, that every time in your life you are faced with tragedy, your initial, you always initially go towards the light. Mm -hmm. So just go there, just find that. And like, that meant everything to me. And then, yeah. you know what I did? I shut the fuck down. I compartmentalized and I just went about my life. And I did not open that box until about a year later. And that's when I did the transformation of the weight loss. That's when I stopped drinking. That's when I decided like, it's time to pay tribute to your son. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck, yeah. but you get to decide and you do this for him. And wow, you know, I think, God, you go. Yeah. and I, listen, that's what you got to do because life happens. You have no control over. I never, I, I remember saying to my best friend at the time, like my biggest fear, I was pregnant with my daughter is having to deliver a dead child. Like yes. 
you don't think about those women in the hospital. You hear the, the music and the babies and right next to you, there is a woman delivering a dead child. Mm -hmm. And you, you're not even aware or conscious of that until you go through that or until that's yeah. exposed from someone in your life. Right. And so for me, it was just like, open your eyes, open your eyes to the good, the, the bad, the, 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 the dark, the light. They complement each other and they both have to be there. Yeah. So now when you make choices, it's, is this serving you? Yeah. Is, is this bringing yeah. you to And that's what stopped me being a people yourself. pleaser. And yeah. that's when I made the transformation because I was like, I'm living in this unconscious life of doing the things that I'm supposed to do, you know, and the things that I, my belief systems that were instilled from a young age, whether it be from my parents and the people around me and television yeah. and our society, all the information we take into our brains, Every single day. those mm -hmm. images, those words, those thoughts, they all created a belief system. Mm -hmm. And I tackled every fucking one of them. And I still do that. I still, it's a daily practice too that mm -hmm. I do. Like if something pops up and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. Or I think that's dumb journaling. That's a belief system. That's, that's what I think a thought. And, mm -hmm. and I thought it was dumb because I felt like taking care of me was selfish. Yeah. And then it's like, why is taking care of me selfish? Well, because you don't matter. Well, why don't you matter? And then you start uncovering some heavy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to forgive yourself for that shit. And then you got to go back to the, the light, you know? Get yourself back on yeah. track. Yeah. It happens. It's life. And I know a lot of our listeners are either going through that or they've been through that. And just I, the best thing I can say is you deserve your life right now, even with the negative, so to speak, or the, the bad or the dark. So how can you get through that and go towards the light? Yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's what you, what you went through is, can be somewhat called traumatic, tra mm -hmm. traumatic. Ooh. I was like, chromatic, is that like monochromatic <laughs> and traumatic in one? And I don't know what that means. My accent is coming out. Oh my God. This, I, like, and this is always. That's like, good. It's helped us from crying. Right? <laughs> right. I'm like literally holding, I've cried so much this weekend. I was like, I don't have a tear to give oh right gosh. now, but, but no, yeah, it just, what you, what you just said, um, just made me think of something that I think a lot of us need to be reminded of is you sometimes don't know what someone is going through. Nope. Mm -hmm. And practicing kindness to people around us. But most importantly to ourselves. Yeah. And that goes back to the self-care. So, so, so important. Exactly. Yeah. How it's, can you be kind to people if you don't even know how to be kind to your fucking self? It's right. a lie. Right. And it's the people pleasing and the shit that you think that matters that doesn't. Right. No, being authentic and telling yourself the truth in a kind way. Yeah. And like like I said back to my brother, it's like I said no to something. It felt weird saying no and I and I felt bad saying no, but what solution can you bring so you feel good? From saying no. Right. And from saying no, but then also... From a place of love. Yes. yes. Yeah. And from that same place of love, teaching others on how you want to be treated now. So like, yes, that was maybe a habit that you had or that you currently have and you're looking for a way to get out of it. It is not easy for everyone. Everyone's circumstances are different. Mm -hmm. um, we all deal with many challenges every day. But I think ultimately if... 
there's someone in your life that loves you for who you are, they will understand when you say no. Yeah. And they'll understand. When you say, I don't want to do that. When you start changing. Like my husband has been by my side through almost, God, I'm probably going to fuck. I don't even know. It's been like 20. I don't even know. We've been together for fucking ever. That's the fucking point. And through all the years, but like, especially if you're ready to make a transformation and you're scared because of what people are going to think or what people are going to say, or like imposter syndrome, like fuck it all. People can say what they want. If you are not happy and you are causing additional suffering to yourself, it's more important for you to take care of yourself than worry about what other people think. And if anyone is ever going to tell you anything or have a thought about your transformation, it says more about them. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I've had people make some comments and I'm like, bring them. Like, Mm -hmm. say what you're going to say. That's about you. You're uncomfortable with my change and Mm -hmm. that's okay, but that's for you. Yeah. I'm still kind of uncomfortable with my change, but I'm dealing with that on my own. Yes. And that's why, and that's for me. Exactly. Yeah. And because you're dealing with so much that others may not know, you have to remember that your relationship with yourself is the most, the most important. Yes. And if someone in your life wants to make any sort of transformation, give them the space to do. And if you're scared that they're going to leave you behind or you're not going to matter, like I promise you just it's, it's not about you. It's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, this is your opportunity to grow with them. My husband, absolutely, like, mm-hmm. grabbed my hand. And he's like, let's go. Let's do it. He didn't even ask any questions. He was just on board for it. So if you love that person so much and they need this for themselves, you support them. You love them. Not at the expense. And don't people please. But if yes. you want to do that, you do that. And if you don't, figure out how you can support them. Yeah. yeah. Well said. I love that. Wow. I did not know we were going to go there. <laughs> Girls, this is awesome. Amazing. I just feel honored to know both of you. Honestly, yeah. I do mean that from the bottom of my heart. Listen, I don't go to the grocery store and share this shit every day. Like, I, I rarely talk about it, but you guys have created such a safe space and an intentional space, space, and it feels good to share in this space. Yes. So thank you for making that happen no thank you for sharing yeah i think not only is it good for us as we get to know each other a bit more but that our listeners know that they're not alone if they're going through the situations and so um yes as we always say at the end of every episode we want you to be part of this conversation we want you to share yeah um your thoughts what you're going through biggest Um, takeaways yes and we want to start reading these so like we would love to feature what you have to say and be able to share that with our other listeners and start creating this community between us, all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you ladies for being here. This was awesome. Thank you. Can't wait to see you again next week. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.